Hi, and welcome to the next episode of Belly to Belly. And today we're going to talk about preparing for Going Global, a big event that's happening at Excel London, November 16th through 17th uh, in London. And uh, today we're joined by Peter Craven from Blue Sky Video Marketing. Welcome, Peter. Thank you. Thanks for having us, Bill. Oh, absolutely. It's uh, it's great to meet you and great to uh, dig into this topic. So I, I'd first love to learn about, you know, what does Blue Sky Video Marketing do to help companies internationalize uh, from the UK? Okay, well, well um, my, ba my background was marketing before I said I spent 20 years doing um, global marketing jobs, export marketing jobs, largely before I started the agency five years ago. So I suppose my, my career history has always been in, in businesses trying to do business outside of this place, um, which is a which is a necessity just because of this, this, anybody with any ambitions to grow beyond a certain size has to be thinking about exporting in, in Ireland a mm. lot earlier than probably they would do anywhere else. Um, so again, with that, with that being my background, just I had a, had a network of connections in, in global engineering and manufacturing businesses largely. Um, and what we'd found, and certainly in the, the preceding years just before I started the agency, was, was just how much video could help in terms of getting, allowing you to reach so many more people than, 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 was, than was possible before. You know, you had to have really good distribution networks um, and, and networks in other countries, whereas um, the, the video opportunity gives manufacturing companies and anybody thinking of exporting the opportunity to actually go direct to the, their, their customers and, and speak directly to them and find out exactly what it is about what you do that, um, that appeals to them. And, and so it can, it, it's used throughout the sales cycle for a lot of our customers from that initial market research phase right through to promoting features and benefits and helping them sell more and, and, and recruit people as well. Recruitment marketing is a, a big part of what we do too. Oh, that's cool. It sounds really interesting. Is um, uh, As companies look to deploy video, I would imagine too, you're also recommending the channels they use, whether it's YouTube or LinkedIn or, or whatnot. Is that also a part of it? That's a huge part of it actually, because um, one of the things that my customers, I think, are, are, are fed up with me saying to them is, you know, context matters a lot. So um, you have to understand not only the channel that your customers are on, but the mindset they're, they're in when they're there. And if if they're scrolling through social media channels like Facebook and LinkedIn or, or Instagram, if that's where your content is, you know, you, you have to accept that you're trying to interrupt them. Um, mm -hmm. So grabbing attention quickly and early is very, very important. As you move further down through the sales cycle and you start to get onto things like YouTube or your or your own website, you know, customers are more likely to be in research mode at that stage. So are likely to be able to, to be prepared to give you a little bit more time um, to try and find out you know what it is about your product that means they should buy it. You know, there's there's getting on the list is the first option, is the first job. Then there's Proving you can do it is the second job. Then there's okay. providing customers proof, you know, through your case studies and testimonials. And then there's showing them what dealing with you like, whether that be your project management approach, um, your retention, the different services you can offer, and the added value, I suppose, that your the, the products and services that you that you provide can can give for their business. So um 
one of the we we get approached uh, not very often, but occasionally to say, you know, I need a sixty second video, and you're like, well, how do you know? How do you know? It has to be sixty seconds. Well, because nobody watches anything longer than sixty seconds anymore. Well, they do, and. Mm. Um, you know, people binge watch Netflix documentaries for four and five hours, maybe. maybe um, so if, you know, you have, you have to be able to do everything and a different approach is needed, whether it's a six second ad as a bumper before a YouTube ad, or whether it's a 30 minute, one hour long webinar that you want people to stay and consider. Um, yeah. You know, the story has to be good. It has to be compelling. The content has to be interesting. Um, and it has to be um, as as short as you can make it, but as long as it needs to be. Right. Yeah. And I think the word you used up front was perfect context, right? It's, it's what's the context. And uh, yeah, we, I love the stage you, you shared. Uh, We think, we think of, and I think these are just different words saying the same thing, but we think awareness, uh, intimacy, and then trust are kind of where we want it, that journey that we hope to take people through. So, um, so uh, let's talk about going global for a moment. Obviously, we we both picked that uh, as an event to participate in. What is it about going global for you all um, that makes a lot of sense and and is is the right event? Yeah, there's there's a number of factors. Listen, we we're I mean, post COVID, we're very keen to 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 try and get back on the horse again in terms of developing the markets and, and customers outside of, of, of our local area. So that was that was one factor. Um, another is by virtue of the fact of thinking of an event like going global, you know, customers are thinking about growing and thinking about um, developing new products and services and customers in different places. And that that mindset in itself promotes, I think, uh, a willingness to explore new things. So I think there's there's an opportunity to tap into that in terms of the audience that's going to be at the show. And, and, and hopefully we're able then to prove how we can help that process because ultimately that's that's all we exist to do um, is, is to try and help our customers communicate effectively um, the, the challenges that, that they're helping their customers to solve. Um, and I think the, the as, as going back to the earlier point, you know, the video allows customers to to reach, to, to accelerate their reach in those new places, um, far more than it than it ever than, than any than any other communication technology. I think because it does build it does build trust um, when you can see the, the humans that you're going to be dealing with. Um, and customers of the people who've already bought the products and services extolling the virtues of those products and services and telling you how great it is to work with them. So, um, yeah, I mean, it, that's not, I'm a big fan of trade shows and, and, and pre-COVID, um, I, you know, you almost got a little bit tired of them um, because it sort of just felt like you were on a bit of a treadmill. But having them taken away for a couple of years made me appreciate just how how valuable and they are not just from a lead generation point of view but but um from a you know getting to talk to a lot of people in a very short space of time that helps inform the decisions you make yourself about what direction your own products and services could go in the future yeah no i I, you i think you hit it hit the nail on the head yeah making those connections and um whether it's partners or people that could use your service, any of that. Um, that's that's awesome. Um, so uh, with regard to, you know, you mentioned you, you've had a lot of trade show experience and, and it, I think our audience uh, would love to hear any recommendations or suggestions you would have, 
you know, thinking about those international companies that are, are looking to go uh, into international markets uh, from the UK. Um, but are there, you know, particular recommendations you'd have for companies looking to get the most out of the event? What should they do to get the most out of, uh, of going global? We've always sort of broken down the activity and it's not rocket science. I mean, it's, it's um, into the, the pre-show, at-show and post-show stuff. Mm -hmm. um, and it's a bit of a cliche, but the more you put into all of those processes, the more you're likely to get out, I think. I mean, and this only comes from experience of doing trade shows for years. I mean, I was as guilty as anybody in my first few years of my career, you know, turning up at a trade show on day one and thinking, you know, you have those two or three days is all you have to try and extract some value from the show. And it's absolutely not the case. You know, we've got where, what, what are we? We're two months out from the show at the minute. We've been, you know, we signed up sort of three, four weeks, maybe, no, maybe a couple of months ago now. So it's accepting that you've got that four month period. So you need to be as well as, you know, it's preparing for every eventuality. I mean, I've been through the list of exhibitors. Like obviously you have yourself with, um, to find out, you know, well, you know, if we're there for two days and it's quiet with visitor wise on the stand at any point, you know, who else is exhibiting that could be useful? And can we put a bit of a plan together for how we go and meet those people? Can we make some connections in advance that make those discussions a little bit more valuable when we're there? Um, and then at the show, it's, it's you know, it, it's trying to cram as much of that activity in as you can within the within the two days of the show and, and and a very simple one on on the on the follow-up for me is or the post show is the amount of times that i've been to shows as a visitor gone and spoken to 15 or 20 different vendors and never ever hear from them again mm -hmm. and end up buying something that they're offering off somebody who actually bothered to 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 come they've awoken an interest in me mm -hmm. but haven't followed up so I've gone and bought it off someone else. Um, so ju just making sure that you realize, I suppose, that the, the, the real return on investment only starts day after the show closes hmm. to try and make sure that all that time and effort um, yields the return that you need to in order to make it justify itself. Right. So what I heard, make goals and do your, your preparation, whether it's pre-contacting or pre-meeting with, with key people certainly at the event, taking advantage of sort of all aspects that you can to make the connections that, that you intend and then follow up, follow up, follow up. When all else fails, go back to rule one, follow up. <laughs> no, and, and that's great, great advice for sure. So uh, one, one last question for you. So I'm seeing, cause we go to events for a living and that's our business. Um, I'm seeing a preponderance of people now post COVID not carrying business cards. Is your recommendation to have business cards or not to have business cards? I, okay, I went no business cards, right? Mm -hmm. um, I went for this thing that was a bamboo card because it was click tick the sustainability box as well. Yeah. Had an NFT had an NFC chip in it and you're supposed to just hold it to somebody's phone and it opens up your link tree with all the contact details. When it works, it's amazing. But when it doesn't, it's really embarrassing. <laughs> um, so I actually do both. No, I, right. 
Um, and the, the business cards are the are the plan B. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, so here's here's my view. Um, as somebody that goes to trade shows for a living, um, you spend how much money creating a brand, and you're not willing to hand it to somebody. I mean, the business card is like a, if somebody's willing to accept your logo, give it to them. Give them ten. Um, but but besides that, it's tangible. They can make notes on it, and there's a ton of other reasons. But gee whiz, they'll take your logo from you. Give it to them. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think. I mean, I think the answer is that I think there is no one answer to it. I think you know it depends. A lot of it depends on what industry you're you're, you're working in. I think a lot of the hmm. time, but 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 people like that ritual don't they i think of exchanging the cards well yeah i mean and so often from conversations there are actions and if if there's not an easy way to record the actions you know it's to your last point about follow-up it's follow-up you really stymie follow-up if it's not easy um so you might need an investor you might need a a um you know somebody who can help you in some way or a prospect or whatever but in all cases we there's no point unless we can follow up. So anyway, uh, enough of the soapbox, but um, <laughs> this has been great, Peter. I really appreciate you taking the time. Um, and for those that are uh, going to Going Global or want more information on the event, we'll put the link and uh, and all the uh, pertinent information in the description, as well as Peter's information. Certainly pre-connect with him so that um, you can uh, learn more about his service and if it fits what you're doing or, or need as you expand globally. So thanks again, Peter. This was awesome. No problem. Thank you, Bill.